Do you remember Buzz Meeks? A disgrace as a police officer. America isn't ready for the real me. How's it gonna look in your report? Hollywood, this is six Adam seven. Let's to stay away from the men when it's bloody Christmas. The press love to label. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema Folks, your weekly movie review podcast. As always, I'm your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price. And I'm joined by my co-host, Greg, and our producer, Shasti. Glad to be here, buddy. Yo, yo. Rugged. So this week, we're going to be talking about a big film in a, in a year of big films. Yeah. So, oh yeah. This is L.A. Confidential from 1997. This movie went up against, at the Oscars, it went up against Titanic, and it actually won a couple. A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, couple. Yeah. Oscars and Academy. Right. This was uh, this film was helmed by Curtis Hansen. It had a budget of $35 million and a box office return of $126.2 million. Good shit. So, yeah. Solid. Especially going up with that year. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid, like seeing the, the movie... <laughs> The, yeah. the movie posters and be like, wow, that looks provocative. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's I ten years old. <laughs> it catches the eye. Every every poster for this movie mm. was was very. Uh, it, uh, it evoked the feelings of of its of its genre, which mm-hmm. is what you want, but it doesn't yeah. always happen. Truly, 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 and that's that's huge for, not just a big year for films, but a big year for moviegoers. We're talking about. Just between Titanic and this movie, over a billion dollars right. in ticket sales. Huge, huge. And in '97. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this was the perfect time for this movie to come out. You know, it's uh, it's a resurgence of of kind of the hard boiled detective story. Right. Um, right. And it's 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 a refreshing note to, as very sickening as parts of this, this movie can be, and very grimy and gritty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's refreshing to not have that buddy cop or the lethal weapon right. or, you know, or the the Turner and Hooch. <laughs> so it's in the '80s we had these happy-go-lucky like devil may care detectives, and this throws it all the way back to pulp novels. Yeah, and it's funny you say like that devil may kind of character because I mean they all kind of follow that same trope is we need to get over mm-hmm. what we've been dealing with and be mm-hmm. honest again. They all kind of yeah. follow that route. I mean, all three of them. And we're int- introduced to them the same way. We need well, to watch these characters. And yeah. That's, that's it. I would, I would argue that uh, the two of the detectives, um, uh, we've got uh, Bud White, uh, so Russell Crowe's character, and Guy Pierce's character, Ed Exley, they don't necessarily break the form and come back to being like true good guys. Um, Jack Vincennes does. Jack Vincennes mm. flat out says, "I made a mistake. I got to make it right." right. Yeah. But the other two After are some innocent yeah. actor gets <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. The other two are very just yeah. <laughs> who they are. Right. Yeah. You know, Russell Crowe yeah. is a is a hothead yeah. who you know he's he's got a a, sting, a thing in his craw against certain kinds of men. <laughs> right. You know, he just you know yeah. a, a, abusive men right. and and guys that take advantage. Yep. He, they they he blows his top, mm-hmm. and then we've got Exley Guy Pierce, yeah, who he's he's living in his dad's shadow, mm-hmm. and that's what drives him forward. Mm. He he, they call him as he, early on they call him more of a politician than a cop, right. and they both kind of lend like that paradox where they're both mm-hmm. like in their dad's shadow, in yeah, and and then also twisting into like good cop gone. 
bad and bad mm-hmm. cop gone a little bit good. So like that's it's a crossing pattern that that still follows parallel lines. And yeah, it's a really mm-hmm. cool connection on that. You know, the common theme between all three of them, and it's like you mm-hmm. said, is introduced right away when the character arc starts. Mm-hmm. Is that it's the like the common theme is honor. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And it's how Axley and White, you know, um, Axley is like throwing his his co- colleagues under the mm-hmm. bus mm-hmm. because that's the honorable thing to do. Yeah, White's, yeah. you know, he's standing up for for women after mm-hmm. him watching his dad and also kill not, his mom, and also not taking on his partners, which is also honorable. Yeah, but so there's honor, but is it's a, even it's with, a shifting yes, thing mm-hmm. in yes. this movie, you know. It, but it, even it, with Vincent, that's where it shifts for me, where it's right. like mm-hmm. he has no honor. And it's, yeah. it's he's selling everybody yeah. out to the press. And it's funny that he's the only likable cop. Yeah. Right. Like, it. Yeah. this is a movie full of deplorable police yes. officers. Yes, you're absolutely like, right. Just, I, you, I mean, he, you he, can't he's in on a TV show. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's, that, he's that guy, that movie going, mm-hmm. hey, he's the, yeah. he's, he's the guy. You know, but the bloody be Christmas around. scene, when right. he gets, he's mm-hmm. just like there yeah. in his nice suit. As soon as he gets blood on on yeah. his suit, yeah. that's when he Done. starts throwing punches. Mm-hmm. Like it shows his, like lack of honor, right. yeah. superficialness, yeah. and it's they they paint that picture right away. Dude, and, and that's why I love yeah. the, the I love the writing mm-hmm. of this movie. Like uh, we we haven't got really into that yet, but I mean, mm-hmm. being able to take these three guys and and go through their character web and their mm-hmm. arc, as Shasti said, movement and 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 honor, mm-hmm. it, how tough it is for every aspect of this character trope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's amazing what they were able to do in two hours. Mm-hmm. It, amazing. I, I really loved all the hatred and, and guilt yeah. that w- you're left with by yeah. feeling with this because you're supposed to feel that. Yeah, this movie makes you feel gross. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah, and it's not nowadays. necessarily... Yeah, it's not necessarily because the there's gross things happening. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the, the people are gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, you feel like you're rubbing shoulders with some awful folks. And we really are. I mean, mm-hmm. look at, you know, Kim Basinger's uh, mm-hmm. uh, character, um, Lynn, Lynn Bracken. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's basically kind of that whole cops, yeah. drugs, anything else you can think of, and then moving on. I mean, you're supposed to feel disgusted, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're rooting for these guys. Yeah. Amazing. And we, it, it's kind of interesting that at the heart of there's several investigations going on and the heart of all of them is a tabloid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like it's, uh-huh. it's Shush. yeah, it's, yeah. it's Danny DeVito it's does the a paparazzi. great job this one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting because that's what brings it to light mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. And it goes to show with just how media is in general, whether it's social yeah. media mm-hmm. or, or the, how people consume media at the time, mm-hmm. you know, tabloids are starting to this, mm-hmm. the same kind of thing, but it was like, all the things that he was bringing to light mm-hmm. were also all these murders yeah. that Smith mm-hmm. ended up doing all of them yeah. To, yeah. to cover loose Captain ties. Dudley. Like, yeah. like what you just said about like the, the drugs and running that mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. was the underlying factor of. And what's cool yeah. to, to add on to that um, as far as um, the tabloids and the, and the newspaper aspect of this thing is like some of the most iconic parts of these movies where Dan, uh, Danny DeVito and uh, uh, Kevin Spacey are talking like mm-hmm. get the light right, get the, get, get yeah. the perfect shot. Yeah. Like the cinematography went spot on with that, like mm-hmm. paralleled that as well. I mean, yeah. the, the, when when Kevin Spacey's like, no, get the the backdrop of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta propose it like this. This, this was they're on perfect, like yeah. per- perfect, uh, a parallel, perfect symmetry, mm-hmm. and also that that beautiful tilt camera up yeah. on like the kind of the skyline. I mean, it's, it's even awesome. like in uh, Basinger's house, like in the background, there's mm-hmm. like um, 
uh, Super 8 or 35 mm. mil, like oh, just an old school 50s camera. Like mm -hmm. they they made they want that extra step to mm. to yeah, showcase the cinematography at that time. Yeah, and mm -hmm. yeah, in the 50s and bring it really yeah. draw you into that that gritty kind of. Yeah, and and we're talking about the the second evolution of film. We're really really, you yeah. know, the, the the 50s were we're talking post war. This is all n new money. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood yeah. went through a huge right. overhaul during the the, the late forties mm -hmm. and early fifties. So, you know, the concept of tabloids and celebrity took on a different a different a different light. You know, people it, were like ready for that distraction. Yeah. It almost mm -hmm. sparked mm -hmm. this. And it was kind of cool the 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 tabloidist is mm -hmm. kind of the narrator to this film and bringing it across very much, you so. know. Yeah. I, I like that element. Normally I don't like. Normally mm -hmm. like I'm I'm lost in a, in a good script. I mean, it kind of sounds like the Lorax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, the same kind of approach. <laughs> no, like but normally that's like the, the first thing I would like lock onto, especially with David. The narrative, you know, yeah. like you're saying, but yeah. it's like the writing is so good mm -hmm. where I'm I'm just engulfed. In it. And it's right. believable narration. Yes, because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's yes. not narration for narration's sake. Yes. Because a lot of times, and I think it stands out to you the same reason it does mm -hmm. to me is it's lazy. Yeah. It's like how do we express this? Oh, we got somebody to just tell it. Yeah. Well, in this case, yeah. he's his narration it, it, when it zooms through his the camera, you know, kind of goes through his window and yeah. when it lands yeah. on him, yeah. he's typing up his article mm -hmm. and he's saying it out loud yep. to himself. It's like, "Oh, this is totally immersive." Yep. I believe this narration. And that that ding at the end of every mm -hmm. hush hush and yeah. then ding and it's it, on to the next chapter. Mm -hmm. it, it, so they, it paces well mm -hmm. and it's shot well and the story lines up. Yeah, and it's punctuated huge. well. Yes, yeah. it's so huge to have a crime mystery to fall into. I mean, you watch Clue and stuff. It's like mm -hmm. they want they want to create that kind of level. But this movie, this film, it's noir. It's it's hard boiled. It's it's core level. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're, you're engulfed, mm -hmm. and it's not a, it's not a joke. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that kind of mm -hmm. shooting. You're getting <laughs> three crime noir stories. You're right, yeah. right, exactly. That all tie into yeah. something like. Way bigger, mm -hmm. and I was joking with you guys about like the Scooby Doo format. <laughs> but after after right, all the right. main characters are introduced, right, and mm -hmm. and there's the there is the the bloody Christmas, right. Mm -hmm. It's the first yep. thing. R the scene after the first like instigative scene. Mm -hmm. The first good guy you see is the bad guy yeah. for every yeah. Scooby Doo. Yeah, as well. Like I've seen this movie a million times. Like Scoob, yeah. it's the commissioner. Just pull the mask. Yeah, pull the mask. Should have known. Should have yeah. known. Captain Dudley. <laughs> Should have known from the start. After yeah, all I mean, you're totally right. With that. <laughs> but it's <laughs> actually perfect. But I mean, Smith. We should have um, went. We should have went super, super simple with this. Yeah, this Smith. Is like, blame the commissioner, the captain. Captain Dudley. Yeah, Dudley <laughs> Smith. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. Thank yeah. you. I'm sorry. Is the. He, it was so convincing. Like uh -huh. I said, you're sucked in the story, even if you've watched a million times and <laughs> seen Scooby Doo two hundred yeah. times. It's it's you're you're at that point. Well, everybody's everybody's really playing their role. Mm -hmm. Like exactly. you believe yes. you believe Russell Crowe has yes. a, has a temper. Yeah. You believe that Guy Pierce is slimy. Mm -hmm. You believe that you know James Cromwell is crooked mm -hmm. and and really good at hiding it. And this is the same guy who played the farmer in Babe. Like that's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's you know, next it's, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, you know, also this is Russell Crowe's second film. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a baby in this in this industry, and he was cast. I'm, I forgot the name of the movie, but he was a hard-headed skinhead kind of mm -hmm. guy, and he was cast because of his rage scenes and stuff yeah. like that. Well, he was able to show his 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying they, they almost needed with the, the mm-hmm. budgeting when it first started yeah. to yeah. have three no name actors. Yeah. Yeah. Like with with Guinea Spinotti. Guy Pierce Guy Pierce too. I mean, yeah. no name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well so. they 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 apparently the the screenwriter and the director bumped into each other and they kind of decided to work together because they they had both read the book mm-hmm. and they knew it was right. going to be adapted and they had an identical idea for how to mm-hmm. adapt it. Mm-hmm. They're like, "All right, these three guys, yeah. they're the primary stories." And the way they pitched it to Warner, uh the production company was all right we're gonna get two no-namers so we can keep the budget down and keep the audience immersed Mm -hmm. and spacey but Mm. we're gonna have all our supporting cast be totally recognizable Mm -hmm. so you've got basinger you've got spacey you've got cromwell Cromwell. you've got devito these recognizable names Mm -hmm. and faces but you're not following them through the meat of the story yeah like per hour Mm -hmm. when they're you know like yeah doing their bidding formula for that yeah. I can see that now with how big of a role Danny Vito, like he's the narrator. And yeah. He's really only in right. four scenes. Well, hold on. I mean, like, let's yeah. talk about that for a second because yeah. Kim Basinger was in the movie for 15 minutes, like mm-hmm. right around yeah. 15 minutes of that's screen where, time. She won yeah. Best Supportive Actress that yeah. year. That was one of two two things they brought home. Now, hold on, hold on. Do you want well, a word? B- before before <laughs> we, we dive into the world of L.A.'s debauchery, let's be a little debaucherous. Okay. We got some local. Let's have a drink. <laughs> so I wanted, I really some wanted to local. get you guys in the mindset of 1950s LA. So what you have in front of you is a traditional Tom Collins. This is two ounces of gin, uh, uh, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, and then the rest is club soda. Um, drinks back then were, I mean, we're we're out of out of prohibition now. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are partying again. Yes, we are. And these drinks are steep. And the other reason that... We're out uh, of quarantine and we're partying. <laughs> so there was a whole, there's a whole family of Collins drinks. And this is the one that was the most popular because it felt fancy because gin was British. So L.A. naturally gravitated towards, oh, what's the most fancy version of this? And there is your Tom Collins your history Tom lesson. Collins. <laughs> Mm. All right, all right. Mm. You're right. Boozy and no, straightforward. This is not the time to not the time to hush hush here, Greg. Mm-hmm. What's confidential stuff only. <laughs> confidential. Let me, let me wipe my whiskers here. All right, so let's talk Kim Basinger and and her role. Because right. this won her an Oscar, did it not? Uh, Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was her. Real character name is Lynn Bracken, um, but she's supposed to be playing Veronica Lake, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a stand-in. Uh, yeah, yeah. You won't get too and, much and into analog, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, um, as it lies, uh, she's very attractive, and Russell Crowe likes to fix. <laughs> Russell Crowe likes to fix on. fix things, and he, he kind of feels that she's broken, and he she kind of feels that he's broken, and they mm-hmm. kind of use each other to build each other up. But like I said before, fifteen minutes of scene time. Mm-hmm. Won her an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, uh, which in a year where Billy Zane won an uh, won an Academy <laughs> yeah. Award. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and they also won um, uh, 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 Best Adaptation Adaptation for, for a Screenplay, which we were just uh, talking which, yeah. about. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that's a two that they got. Yeah. Um, and they had nine more nominations. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so out of I think eleven, they won two. Yeah. And yeah. Up against Titanic. And they won yeah. all. They, they cleaned the, house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They cleaned house. So I mean, you know, world for, full of big ships. Yeah, this movie stands up. Yeah, the engine that could another Titanic <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, the titans of the film industry. Oh, yeah. You know, but yeah, it. This is. 
this is a masterclass in how to take a classical film style and modernize it. Right. So you've got exactly. you've got costume designers who are meticulously planning. All right, how were how were the shoulder points on yeah. their suits back then? How were the how, how were how were ladies' dresses fitted? Mm-hmm. And then you know set designers like we're talking about having that yeah. that camera in the background that unless you're looking for it you're gonna you're gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. The the attention to detail yeah. yep. across the board for the police stations yeah. or the bathrooms mm-hmm. or the kitchens mm-hmm. yep. is. Yep. Absolutely. And a, time. Yeah. A, a lot of that comes down to, you know, not just your director, but your your cinematographer and your, your Dante DP Spinotti, I believe, right? Really yeah. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um really, really caring about the pro- the product. You know, not just the project, really? but like what they're putting forward oh, yeah. and 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 wanting it to be an immersive experience. An- another reason we were talking about just the script and the character arc, even with Danny DeVito narrating it. It's still so submersive. Mm-hmm. And it goes just like the majority of the reason for Spinotti. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, Guy Pierce said in one of the interviews that, that uh, Dante, he, he mm-hmm. gives you a quality of dimension mm-hmm. that other directors can't give you. And you got to think like the cameras, it was the Panaflex Gold 2, mm-hmm. 35 mil, like for. Like I was telling you guys, it's like the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. They they have the commercial. It's like cinematic, and yeah. it's like the focus just racks from one person to the other. Mm-hmm. Where in this time you needed attachments on in between your lens, yeah, and, and your and your image sensor, <laughs> right in between our lens, and yeah, right. <laughs> but but it was he was able to use um, all of these tools mm-hmm. in a way to create these depths and these scenes mm-hmm. in LA that just like we we keep saying makes it more immersive mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. All, all of his actors gave him the, the credit of, of giving you this quality of dimension For sure that mm-hmm. you weren't getting from other directors mm-hmm. well he's a he's essentially like to make a, a nerdy reference here he's he's essentially playing call of duty modern warfare <laughs> with a modified nintendo 64 <laughs> yeah controller yeah. <laughs> he's got all these attachments that he nice. needs to do what the current technology does that right. we take for granted yeah He's got all this stuff going on just to accomplish. His job is to not be noticed, to yeah. accomplish things yeah. that you won't notice. Yeah, absolutely. Same way like a baseball umpire. Mm-hmm. The best umpire, you don't never know, know he's there. Yeah. yeah. Same way as, as the creation of film and seamless. Mm-hmm. Even like the night shots, like a lot of the outdoor shots. Mm-hmm. So you, if you think cinematography, like we're talking about the cameras and angles and everything, like forget that like mm-hmm. all these really intense scenes in the movie being outdoors in that night mm-hmm. that's hard to light alone a because mm-hmm. you're not on set yeah, right. with mm-hmm. any kind of lighting but b you have to like when there is proper lighting on your shot say like the scene where they're um in in the the hotel or the house or whatever mm-hmm. and it gets shot up mm-hmm. like yeah. We talk about the camera being on one side and the light being on the other, right? Yeah. You have to give motivation. So it comes down to stuff like bullet holes that were mm-hmm. shot in the wall. There's light shining through those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's you the lamp I mean? in the or room? The car that's driving yeah. by is is giving the mm-hmm. light from from the correct angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beyond like the the it's it's crazy, like the camera list, mm-hmm. right? Because that mm-hmm. was the yeah. top of the yeah. line one. Yeah. There was a million stabilizers mm-hmm. and like that there was ten different aperture. 
yeah, uh, just attachments. Get certain and on one shot right. sequences. Yeah. But I mean, beyond that, like the 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 length they went to to make the lighting convincing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always have to get motivation. Yeah. If even if you're building a set, you know what I mean. Right. There's a window, only mm-hmm. one window in the room. You're building a set and putting that window here, just right mm-hmm. there, yep. wherever the lighting, because it's false lighting, right? In reality, yeah. But when it's like I said, bullet it holes, can't look yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's they went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Dante did his whole staff did. I wish I, I wish we could give more people credit. Yeah. Because a movie like this, like there's, there's hundreds like, of people yep. on set. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it, just the the overall result is absolutely phenomenal because I'm I'm able to watch a movie like L.A. Confidential and get so lost in the story that I have to like oh sh- I need to be paying attention to to yeah. technical aspects. The, yes, this movie yes. made me so sick, yeah. like the content. <clears throat> right, and and I w- I was talking to you on the phone right after I I finished. I'm like, all right, so this movie clearly inspired a lot of things that came after. Like eleven years later, we had Street Kings, mm-hmm. that Keanu Reeves movie, mm-hmm. beat for beat, almost the same film. Right, and this movie does it better mm. with older technology, and just old school film. Right. Maybe. Old school filming, and you know, and yeah, yeah. to go back on the old school filmmaking, uh, there's that that final sequence when they're kind of locked into that uh, that final room where it's, mm-hmm. they were not friends, um, yeah. Exler and, and and Bud, but it was it w- they threw back that old sequence of like the Butch Butch and Sun- Sundance mm-hmm. kid, totally. Like, yeah. it, was, it was like they smirked across each other. They knew got to fight yeah. it out. They knew that they're probably gonna die, and they just they Except just they dealt with it. Sur- and they're like the here, they're throwing each other. Stuff. It was like I loved that like, the throwbacks on that kind yeah. of stuff. I, I truly believe that was intentional. That it's too. I think it was too. Obvious. Yeah. I think to it was too. Totally, Butch totally. Sundance. Because the so, the author was was naturally very involved in the adaptation. Yeah. And when he read that scene, mm-hmm. he almost ixnated. He said, "This this isn't believable." And the director, according to some uh, some interviews, is like, "Yeah, he he just smiled at me and said." Why don't you come see it when we shoot it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I and mean, that's he, the only part that draws drowning. them together. As like mm-hmm. the, now it's they're they're bonded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? After this whole movie of them, you know. He, well, they he, made it. They made it. They made it make his, sense. With his lady and stuff. You yeah. know, they made it make sense. Right. Exactly. So on paper, it's so like, oh, so two weird. guys that are wounded that. take out right. fifteen dudes. But in this moment, they pull a, a butch and Sundance, and they they give themselves a bottleneck mm-hmm. that everybody yeah. has to yep. come through. Yep. 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 And it now it's no longer fighting fifteen guys at once. It's bullet rationing right yeah. and that right. becomes the game mm-hmm. yeah for as much as as white or russell crowe's character is is mm-hmm. like yeah, that yeah. noir trope mm-hmm. that's undeniable just like that bottleneck butch cast yeah i mean mm-hmm. they, they both, they different both grow outcome. so much yeah. they, like, but but he's, yeah. he's, he's known as a stupid guy just mm-hmm. a, a bruiser and he climbs that kind of ladder into yeah. like i'm better than this same way uh, Exler is like I, I'm too smart for this brawn. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But they he, both he end up in that same scenario. And they have to work with each mm-hmm. other. Like that, that difference of code of honor that's exactly. established right away in the exactly. beginning between the three. Yeah, that's like, like Spacey dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they like Crow and and, and Pierce are, are are so such polarizing characters. Yeah. It's seeing them in that scenario mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. is like. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a capstone. Pulls everything. Yeah, it's a capstone. It, yeah. Exactly. High yeah. watermark. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, perfectly executed yeah <laughs> i'm sorry this, and no there's there's a lot know. to there's a yeah. lot to discuss when it comes to this movie um but i think it, we're, we're just gonna go in circles after this yeah, because we kind of we've kind of touched on the really big yeah. things so 
you know, before we go into our final segment, Greg, right. did you have anything else you wanted to you wanted to discuss? Um, not really discuss. Just like any, uh, any give my ha- tip of the hat to the creator, the writing, mm-hmm. um, the directing, the cinematography. I mean, literally, it, it takes a it takes a team to put forth this kind of movie, and yeah. this is what this kind of movie is. It's it's top tier crime mystery. I don't yeah. know if there's ever been a better one. Most some will agree, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, just th- watch the movie. I, I, I watch the movie, man. It's so good. Totally get lost totally. in it, man. For get lost for two hours. <laughs> Mikey, any uh, any thoughts before we go to ratings? I mean, this is a movie. You know, I've I've loved for a long time. I've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing now is with my appreciation and what I love about film mm-hmm. might yeah. just be to read the, the why they got the best uh, ad- adaptation. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? Like that's all that's yeah. left for me right now yeah. Is, yeah. is to read the book. Read and, the book. I, and I might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. And I, I have to, I have to tip my hat to both, you know, the visual team and the, the, the story writers, because we're, we're talking about racking focus between, between characters on yeah. screen, but we're also racking focus between characters, and everybody else is kind of generic, and they yeah. have to be mm-hmm. so that so that these guys pop. Yep, you know, yep. story wise, that's, put, that's like, fantastic. Even surrounding stories behind them that are like mm-hmm. you know his his partners are drunk yeah. in the back seat. Sorry, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're closing no. out, but there's there's also this the surrounding bubble that makes mm-hmm. this the creating the atmosphere f- yeah for for this world mm-hmm. they're they're making it feel like a full world while still just focusing on a few individuals Absolutely. and that's tough to do that's tough to do now greg i have a question for you down to brass tacos i have a <laughs> brass tacos <laughs> um so there there are some guys that supposedly sell tacos in this movie so we have a weird true. almost true borderline <laughs> true racist connection <laughs> Um, you would, uh, Greg. Out of 100 tacos, how would you rate uh, LA Confidential? With zero being the worst and 100 being the best. Been back and forth this a few times. Um, I gotta put this one up there because of the genre, mm-hmm. uh, because of the genre and how it's played out. This movie sits above the 90s for me. It's gonna get a 91 just because of the 91. genre focus on this. I mean, it's an amazing movie. 91. 91. Okay. I, I think it's, it's been a while it's for a 90 yeah. for you. Yeah, no, so, I, I, yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm very. Uh, I think I got one too. Very, uh, <laughs> I think I got a 90. All right, a 90. I think I got a 90. Yeah. 90 All right, because with with the the narration, Danny DeVito especially. Yeah. Lorax, um, Matilda. <laughs> even with <laughs> even with the narration yeah. and with Russell Crowe being your most stereotypical noir detective, right? Mm-hmm. He's bad guy turns good. He gets mm-hmm. shot. You think he dies. He survives. He gets the girl. Mm-hmm. Those are like the two comforting things I need in every yeah. story. And then there's this whole world of mystery. Yeah. That you're just whether you've seen it one time or shell shot. Yeah. You know, it's like and, and it's, it's clear 90. there's more. Yeah. It's clear 90. there's more. Ninety yeah. tacos. Sorry for dragging that on. No, no. Oh, good stuff. Ninety He's tacos. <laughs> 91. I'm I'm gonna go dead even with Grego and call it a ninety-one. I love it, boys. So We're never yeah. this close. I love it. Ninety-one. Tell me why. Uh, yeah, as a as a as a as a writer, as a storyteller, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also as someone who reviews movies for a living, essentially, uh, this is a masterclass in how yes. to write anti-heroes there is there are no heroes in this movie very there's true, just despicable true. guys that you have to kind of follow and and it, it's very refreshing to to see that and i i, I applaud everyone yeah. involved. refreshing yet 
abysmal. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Right, right. Like it's refreshing. It's, it's yes. like jumping in a dirty pool. Yeah. You gotta take a shower if you, you know. Don't this, <laughs> like, no. The water feels nice, yeah. but when you Pop get out, Mentos. you're covered. In, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Diet Coke with Mentos. <laughs> it's explosive. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look at Rotten Tomatoes and see how close we are. Holy cow! All right. All right. Speak on it. So, All right, we're there. Uh, the critic score is a 99. That Love may be it. the highest critic score we've seen yeah. so far. Seriously, even I think Godfather was 97. But it's, even, yeah. even with our our just us scoring, mm-hmm. we've between 90 and 91. This is mm-hmm. the closest we've ever agreed on. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that's probably we should probably the first time we're points. under both the yeah. audience yeah. and tomato meter. Yeah. That's and true. That close together. Yeah, because that audience score is a 94. So we all undershot. Yeah, yeah. But I think everybody agrees that this is a top 100 film. 100%. No denying that. Yeah. yeah so it, and it's 100. That's, that's actually, that actually makes me feel really good. It's like, I, oh, we, 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 we're within one point. We pegged this at a 91, 90. You know? So we're, I feel like we're critiquing at a high level here. Mm. Audience. Are you critiquing at audience, a high level? Audience, audience, audience. Let us know. Are you, are you reading at a fifth grade level? <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, hop down in the comments and give us your taco rating, not tomato rating, because fuck tomatoes. Uh, your taco rating for LA Confidential. Let us know why you rated it that way. Do you agree with us? Do you, do you not agree with us? Um, did we rate it too low or too high? That said, you all know all the internet stuffs that you can be doing to get more of us in your ear, ear holes and eyeballs. So, Greg, Justy, Josh, thanks for watching this Thank movie you. with me. I had a blast. Thank you. I feel gross. I need to take a shower. Papa Mentos. So, audience, I need to say goodbye. Bloody Christmas. The press love to label.